All right, hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Pillowfort Pub. Uh, it's episode five, I believe. Uh, my name is Anime Flux. I am joined, as always, by His Act. Hello. And uh, we're joined by special guest today, Delicious Orange. Hello, everybody. Yeah. So everybody, uh, just kind of bear with us a little bit. Um, Izzy, you want to tell them what's up? Yeah, we had some technical difficulties when we first recorded this episode yesterday, where Orange lost the first half of his I'm audio sorry. recording. Oh, wow, yeah. under the bus immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to just try to re-record the first half of this podcast and then do our best to sync it up. So apologies in advance if there's any kind of weird transitioning around the halfway mark here. Yeah, so, you, sorry about that. Don't yeah. worry. Ooh. <laughs> Stuff happens. So... Uh, Delicious Orange is obviously an artist. Uh, does uh, both safe for work and not safe for work, as well as uh, blurring the line in between the two with uh, tasteful stuff as well. Uh, Orange, I know you got a whole bunch of projects going on uh, in the background, so why don't you tell us about a few of those? All right. Well, the uh, the one that's currently going on is my main focus at the moment. Is there is a, a Pokini Patreon that is all about ladies in gratuitously wonderful swimwear and their monster <laughs> friends. That sounds awesome. Monster friends as in uh, tentacles and so forth? Uh, various types of cute and cuddly creatures, yes. Loosely <laughs> based on probably a pretty popular fandom. Yeah, if you happen to know another uh, another series that happens to have lots of monsters and cute girls in it, you uh, you may recognize what we're going for. No, I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never heard of anything like that. Just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, in addition to that, I'm also working on some game development stuff. Uh, I've been, you're familiar with it because we uh, tabled together at Anime Weekend Atlanta a while back, and I was selling yes. a physical copy of a game called Schoolgirls Love Tentacles. And uh, I'm currently working on a digital version of that. So uh, it's a, quite an adventure trying to learn all about game development and how to actually program stuff. But uh, it's turning out pretty nicely so far. So I'm excited to share more about that as I uh, continue to work towards making it happen. Definitely. Uh, and with Schoolgirls Love Tentacles, um, as you said, there's a physical version and you're working on the digital. I own the physical version and uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, I know it's, uh, it's, it's a conglomeration of artists. It's not just one person. Uh, do you want to let the the listeners know like a little bit about the game like what is it yeah uh, it's pretty simple it's a party game for up to four people you can all get together and you take on the role of a tentacle monster that is just transferred to a new school and you have to make <laughs> friends with uh, all the people that are currently there is it okay so is it a porn game uh, it's it's not got any adult content in it. it it's, it's, suggestive. it's some body fun, and there's some suggestive stuff obviously going on, but there's no explicit adult stuff. You're not going to see any, you know, poonannies and hoo-hahs going on here. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, and the, the, the ultimate goal is to uh, to have the schoolgirl with the most amount of friends, or is it the other way around? Uh, have the you you want to be a tentacle monster, and you're trying to make the uh, you're trying to make as many people as happy as possible. And the more ladies you manage to make happy, the better you uh, are at the school. <laughs> I love that premise so much. Oh, man. And again, uh, very colorful, very great artwork all around. Uh, yeah. And a very cool premise. We've been so having a lot of I've... fun. It was really quite amazing to me. I just started the project with uh, just by myself, and then other folks got interested in it. So it kind of turned into this omnibus of 
all these folks who love cute tentacle monsters and stuff like that just contributing yeah, together to one big project. Who doesn't so. love a good tentacle on on lady action pick? I don't know. It's good stuff. Man, I used to draw that so much when I first started drawing... Sorry to segue, but when I first yeah. draw, started drawing hentai, all that I drew really for a while was tentacles because I drew it once and I was really good at it and then that's the only thing people would commission from me for the longest time. And I was like, oh, I'm so sick of tentacles. <laughs> I oh, mean, there's a, a lot of different kinds. You know, you can <laughs> vary the kind of tentacles up. But I know, I know. Tentacles but it just, are like it jello. Got there's always room for more. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like it again now, though, because I haven't done it for so long. Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, Orange, with the digital version, uh, we, we had talked about this... Uh, a while back, but um, I know you had an expansion in mind for the physical version of, of Schoolgirls Love Tentacles. Um, now, I believe you said something about the, that's going to be in the digital version that you're working yep. on right now? The digital version, uh, it, it seems kind of short-sighted to design a digital version that is just the base game when you already have an expansion planned. So uh, the expansion content is being built straight into the digital game so that we can kind of release the digital game with the expansion content uh, and we can make some physical copies of the expansion as well awesome cool yeah that sounds like a game that would be more fun to have in a physical version it is pretty fun to play when you get folks you know especially at conventions and stuff where you can get all your friends together and, and have a uh, good time together in that sort of environment where everybody's keen on it it's a great time mm. i need to convince my tabletop group to play that with me without rolling their eyes because they know oh, wow. what they know what I do for a living, and half of them are like, "Yeah," and the other half of them are like, eh. "So you need Jesus, <laughs> pretty much." So, uh, but yeah, and if this and doesn't again, convince them of that, then nothing will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and again, the uh, the expansion was also a, a collaboration between yourself and a whole bunch of artists, uh, myself yeah, including, included. Yeah, including including one that's on this podcast. You know, you're yep. you're in there too, Flux. Yep. Uh, so pretty cool stuff. Um, looking forward to seeing that come through. Uh, I know you're involved in some other kind of game development as well at the moment. It's not card related, but it's yeah, something in, in else. In the process of, of learning how to make games, uh, I've, I've been learning a lot of different little techniques and, and programming stuff, and it became really surprisingly a lot easier to uh, to implement and and uh, create other games in the process so i've been kind of following my my dream of making games uh into the digital world uh, and so i've created some some side projects that are, are me learning how to practice you know ostensibly practicing the uh the programming skills that i've been learning um and applying them to games that are not just card games but also uh, action games particularly there's a a platforming game that i've uh, managed to create a workable prototype of uh, called Ashes of Babel that's all about parkouring up these uh, potentially infinitely tall towers. That sounds really cool. So. And this is going to be um, like, I, I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with hentai or anything. It's just a No, no, just it's just, an, a, just, just a game regular game. Little, uh, little game just I wanted to make. So. Cool. There's lots of little ideas and the more I work on stuff, the more I get inspired to, to try out new things and uh, to, to think about new ideas and new games that could possibly come out of those ideas. Yeah, totally. Um, I want to make a game. Me too. I don't have the patience. Well, 
Yeah. Or the time. <laughs> or the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. Well, you are working on that visual novel, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's... There you yeah. go. That's, I don't that's know if we intro. talked about that. Yeah. We, we... Yeah, you should touch on that. We I, may have lost that in the We did. Recording. It got lost. Yeah. Ah, oh, poo. All right. Well, yeah. Talk um, about it again, Hizzy. Do it. Well, I'm going to be doing the um all the art for... Well, not all the art, but all the CG, I guess, scene art for the Trials and Tainted Space visual tits. novel that they're creating. Yeah, tits. By, so you'll uh, see my art in that. That's a Phenoxo creation, I believe, right? Phenoxo and and others. But yeah, I think the company is officially like Phenoxo or something like that. Okay. Sweet. That's also his name, too, so I don't know how it really works, but... Well, people who be, know what, cool. what the tits project is, and I believe he may have worked on Corruption of Champions. I don't know for sure. But, um... They'll know who he is. I'm, half of them are probably already looked like in the know of that. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I, I know in particular, like, because I've seen a lot of your work on on the visual novel thing you're doing, and your background game in particular has gone through the damn roof. Flatterer, dude. I call it as I see it. Your backgrounds are <laughs> fucking great. I'm just like shit. Thank you. Makes me want to up my game. Do but, it, uh, Do it. Yeah. You did... Okay, you did it so good, though, on that one you showed me earlier. Holy fuck. What, today? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know. I'm, I'm proud... you! That was so good! I'm proud of it. Like, I, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna say, no, it's crap. Like, no, I really like it, but, uh... Even it, Landon saw it. He thought it was a photo. Really? Like a three, he thought it was, like, a 3D rendering. Well, that's Yeah, it was flattering. really good. It was well, really good, you. man. Thank yeah. you. And that, that's a really good, uh, like, like one of the things that Patreon has really enabled me uh, to do is to help work on my backgrounds a lot more. So it's yeah. fun, to, fun to get a chance to actually work on, on backgrounds and uh, other s skills that I don't normally get to do as a pinup artist. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, uh, I saw your work on one of the Pokini picks, and uh, you know the one I'm talking about, the one with the water out of the beach. Yeah, um, the, the, the one that I, uh, I, I basically stole that technique out of the, uh, the Dragon's Crown art book. And because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like, they had a whole section on environmental art, and they showed like some of the process pictures, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks really cool! I'm going to try and do that." So nailed I it. Came up, oh, it, yeah. it's just a fantastic, quick way to do beautiful, like dappled water. And before anybody says anything about it and, and sneers, like that's what that's what we artists do. We steal techniques all the fucking time. <laughs> oh my god, everyone fucking all does it. Anyone the fucking who says time. they don't is a dirty liar. Oh, the hell yeah, that, they are. That's how you're going to learn. I mean, you, you look at other people's yeah. work and you try to reverse engineer how they did it and yep. apply that to your own process. You know, and, and in the process you're going to discover techniques and, and ways to do that that uh that make it easy for you to do. You know, you're going to put your own spin on it as you try and learn it. Yeah. Hizzy, you know that water uh brush that me and you and Ren were toying around with for a while. Mm. It's got it's got like a wave, like an anime wavy kind of texture. It's a tool preset, right? Not an actual brush. No, that, it's that a brush. One? No, it's just a oh. brush. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, it's kind of like cell shaded water waves, basically. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but um. Anyway, uh, I remember like six months ago, I drew a picture, and without that brush, I like hand drew. A whole bunch of water like a swimming pool with uh with that kind of 
cell shaded anime texture to it, and I was like, God, this is so tedious, but it's gonna look really good when it's done, and blah blah blah, and it looked fine. And then, you know, six months later, Ren's like, hey, check out this brush that me and Hizzy have, and I'm like, God fucking damn it. Why didn't I have oh, this yeah. six months ago? <laughs> this would have saved the one, me so though? Much There's, time. like, multiple brushes in Yes, that. yes. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've had that for a long time. It's nice, too, because it, it works with, like, tilt a little bit, and yeah. you, know, you can just transform it and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Know, DeviantArt. I, I tweaked it a little bit just for my own sanity, because I had a few things that it couldn't do by default, but still, it helped out so much. Dude, so. when Ren used it, oh, my God, he rocked it. I can't even use it as well as he did in that one drawing. I was like, what the fuck? I can't picture it, but I know that he did something crazy with it. I can't yeah. remember what it was. I know it's on the site, right? Oh, I'm sure it is. It was just so good. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> well, that, that's what you got to do. You got to take his art. You got you to put it up on your little inspiration board. And the yep. next time you're working on stuff, you got to be like, all right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to figure I out need, your secret. I need like a cork board for that type of stuff. Because I have an... Um, like an expansive folder full of stuff that I like, techniques, no, no, poses, faces, no. but I never somewhere. go in there. Yeah, I need to have that in my face all the you time. You need one of those, never... like, one of those big CSI cork boards that are in, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the crime lab. Yeah. There's yeah. actually a really good program that I like to use uh, called Pure Ref, and if you haven't tried uh -huh. it out, it's, a, it's basically a virtual cork board where you can just put any images you want and it will manage all of them and you can just you know keep it up on a second monitor and have all your reference images ready to go and you can zoom in zoom out resize rearrange everything wow uh, that's cool I what's think the I name of something it? like that it's called pure ref pure is ref. that a is it a photoshop uh extension no no it's just a, a huh. extra you know program it, it comes in freeware and they also have a uh, a uh, donation thing for it so if you want cool. to help support them, you can get some extra features. There you go. Now, speaking of uh, kind of plugging things, uh, you had talked about the Pokini thing. That's the the primary focus of your Patreon. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm trying to build that up because I feel like that's a. It's been pretty popular so far, and I'm mm -hmm. thinking that if, if things go well, that might actually uh, might actually turn into something bigger. Who knows? Yeah. We may expand our scope. Sweet. Um. If Sweet. folks want to find you and folks support you, find me. Uh, the The easiest way is I'm pr I'm delicious orange on practically everywhere that you find great pinup art. Um, so if you're looking for Patreon, go to Patreon.com/deliciousorange. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at deliciousorange. And uh, for Tumblr, though, you've got to look for delicious orange art. <laughs> some joker got delicious orange before I did. And I will yeah. ever have a hit out on them. Someone got <laughs> anime flux on Twitter. They sure as fuck did, so I had to have an underscore. Asshole. Lame. I mean, the guy that has the anime flux thing has never used it, and it's it like they've they've never done any tweets, any follows. Like, there's no activity whatsoever for like the past like five years. So what I could probably I could probably go to Twitter and be like, give this to me. Here's the proof that I am who I say I am, blah, blah, blah. And they probably would, but then I'd have to change my Twitter handle, and I've already got business cards with it, so fuck it. It's not yeah. worth it at this point. You just got to embrace it. Yeah. You know. I love you, underscore. You're my buddy. Anyway, uh, so moving on, uh, is before we go to the next little segment, is there anything else of yours, Orange, that you want to talk about? 
projects. Gee, uh, there's a couple of things that are that are they're deep on the back burner that I'm working on, but uh, I, I don't really think we we need to get too into those until I have more stuff to show for it. But okay. um, that yeah. So we'll, so we'll just leave it at that, and we'll we'll focus on the uh, the, the fun tentacles and ladies with monster friends. All right, sounds good. So talking about uh, artistic endeavors and stuff like that, um, something that we're all familiar with uh, is doing commissions. Uh, it's part of how we each earn our way. It's kind of our bread and butter uh, in addition to our other projects. So kind of wanted to pick you guys' brains a little bit about the subject of commissions. More particularly, uh, and Orange, we'll start with you, what do you kind of consider like the ideal situation slash client for when you receive a commission request? Uh, personally, I really love when a commissioner comes at me and just has, ha either has a idea for just something that they generally want like a theme like they, they just want me to do something they you know, have an interest in and mm -hmm. they're they're totally free to just let me do whatever they're just like hey i've got this oc or i've got this you know thing that i'd like to see you do and just do it and that's that's really easy because it gives me a lot of freedom and i can just do whatever the, the first thing that comes to mind is or or maybe even sometimes uh i've used that as an excuse to to do something that is perhaps a little more uh in depth than I normally would uh, for, for what I end up charging them but it gives me a chance to pursue something that I, uh, I've been interested in doing and let me go at it in a uh, more thorough way than I would otherwise get a chance to mm. sweet uh, alternatively the folks who uh, have a perfectly you know straightforward idea that they're just like I want this in this pose with this you know setup this situation yeah, they, they've got all the reference images all laid out and they're just ready to go. That's really easy to do because it's just like, all right, you know exactly what you want and I know exactly what you want and we are meeting each other halfway. Bam. There you go. Right. And That's so the easiest, but not usually the most fun. When when it's all super planned out, you mean? Yeah. When, when, they, when they just have a specific idea and they're just like, here's... And they can communicate it well. Because nothing is more frustrating than someone has a really specific idea but doesn't know how to tell you about it, and I'm yeah. sure you guys can sympathize with. Periodically, you get you get folks like that who uh, who who have an idea but they they just don't know how to tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it happens pretty regularly. It's like, and then they make sorry, you change things like, sorry, over folks, and over. We're not mind readers. We wish we were, because that would make our job a lot easier. Oh boy, would it. Uh, Hizzy, what about you? Uh, ideal kind of things, about the same, same kind of situation as Orange, or what? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, you know me. I don't really take a lot of commissions. Oftentimes, it's because I don't like the potential risk of dealing with a jerk or someone I don't like or I, that I just don't work well with. And mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of a curse and a blessing because. People get mad at me because I never take their commission, but at the same time, I don't need to because I have, like, a nice roster of supporters who have been commissioning me for years who are just always willing to get a commission for me if they want one or if I need one. Um, and it's nice because you actually get to pick who you work with based on the past things so you know this person will 
like be respectful of what you will and won't do. They know what you're good at. They know how much freedom to give you. Uh, I just, I really don't like when people are super specific about the angle or the pose and stuff like that. But when it comes to other things like details, like hair color, hairstyle, accessories, outfit, like all this stuff, it's nice when that stuff is really spelled out because that's the stuff I hate going and changing a million times. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and talking about what you just mentioned, like, you know, having having kind of res- a reserve of clients that you've worked with before and enjoyed working with. Like, that's definitely something to be said, because I think all professional artists kind of have a little list like that. Maybe not written down, but at least a mental list of, uh, you know, this person was great, will would work with again, you know versus other folks that maybe things didn't go as smoothly and it's like you know what i'll finish this project but after this yeah probably not gonna do this guy again it's just i don't open to new people very often so on the one hand i could possibly be missing out on someone who's really cool to work with right and and people are are wanting to commission me but i'm just like no so i feel bad about it see i i totally get what you're saying i try to do how do i put it Every time I open commissions, of course I get a lot of the same people asking for for something from me. And that's great. Uh, most of them are really cool people. But I also try and make it a point that uh, like one or two people at least in every batch is someone I've never worked with before. And I do that on purpose for the reason you just stated. Because mm. I don't want to potentially miss out on someone who could be awesome. And... If they turn out not to be awesome, well, at least it was only one or two people out of, like, six or seven, you know? True. So, so, and and I've met a lot of cool clients that way, so, yeah. Yeah, I should start doing that again. Yeah, just one or two here or there, maybe. But I know you in particular, you don't open in, like, batches. You open, like, one slot or something, right? Oh, yeah. I I mean, I have so much shit to do that I can't take on too much at once because I usually end up taking forever to even get to people and sometimes this is another reason why i don't like taking on new people because a lot of the people i work with now know that i have a lot of shit to do as far as Mm -hmm. art and other stuff and they know it's going to be a little while before i can get to theirs um new people don't really know that and they constantly are up my ass and it's super annoying and i'm just like can you go away please told you i'd get to it Okay. Yeah. Relax, please. Managing to find that that balance between the uh, the scheduling and getting stuff done is uh, is definitely one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, for real. Yep, it's it's caused me on more than one occasion to want to jump into traffic just because of <laughs> you know trying to juggle the whole workload and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's part of the deal, you know. Uh. And with it seems to be the case with both of you. Uh, it sounds like that you uh, you pick and choose which commissions you take rather than first come first serve. Is that oh, right? absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, cool. I mean, me too. Um, and honestly, as far as my response to the same question, you both kind of nailed everything I was going to say anyway. But yeah, uh, big on big on artistic freedom. Um, really not big on people who have a super mega specific idea down to the very last detail like her finger needs to be pointing towards you know two o'clock uh (laughs) while you know whatever like when it gets that hyper specific then i'm like you know what 
I don't think I'm the person for you. It also really helps when the idea that they have is something that I am as well into. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It helps so much. Because otherwise it's just like a painful experience to just shit out this crappy crap for them to get them to go away. Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm super into the idea, it really shows. Yep. Yeah, you want to keep that muse quite happy. Yeah. So you you want to make sure you're doing stuff that, that... jives with both the commissioner and your own interests mm-hmm. uh, and it is a collaboration between the two of you like that's it's yeah. not just for the, uh, the it's not just you know commissioner gives stuff to the artist and the artist just gives back their stuff the two of Ugh. you are trying to collaborate and create something together so even if it is a specific idea it's good to have some wiggle room because part of what you're paying for with a commission is not just the artwork but the artist's own expertise in how to compose a scene and how to pose the characters and how to get you what you want and make it look as good as possible. Yeah. Absolutely. This is why I really hate drawing Fuda and I have so many people who want me to draw it and I just don't like it at all. Like, it's just not my thing at all whatsoever. Well, that's the thing. It, uh, something for you, you listeners to keep in mind, those of you who enjoy commissioning artwork and stuff, it's definitely something to be said about... Uh, playing to an artist's strengths Mm -hmm. um so if you see an artist that is really good at you know a specific fetish or uh certain shots that they do a lot like butt shots or boobs or or whatever um you know if you think of a specific artist you're like oh yeah that's the artist who draws blank really well then it's probably a good idea if you're going to commission them to kind of play along those same lines now that's not to say you can't push an artist's boundaries and and let them you know branch out a little bit that's fine but especially if an artist says something like i will not do blank ever and you still try to commission something like that from them that's probably not a great idea that's just gonna start your relationship really bad yeah yeah and when in doubt it never hurts to just ask you know absolutely just send them a message and say like hey i got this idea is this something that you'd be interested in you know and yeah. if they say they're not all that interested in it or if they don't seem all that, that interested in it, you can just kind of be like, all right, okay, cool. We'll try something yep. else then. And don't get too disheartened about it because just because a particular artist of your choice doesn't want to do something, I guarantee there is another artist out there, if not several dozen, that would be willing to do that. Yeah. So, you know, if a specific kink is your, is your thing and one artist won't do it, then go seek out an artist who will. Yep, the internet go. is a large and wild place. You will Pretty find much. whatever you want there if you just look <laughs> long enough. Uh, Orange, before we move on to the Q&A segment, uh, do you, is there anything else you want to plug? Do you want to give out the website to your Patreon? How do people get to you? Oh man, like, wow, I wonder, my, my name's Delicious Orange, uh, I typically make things really easy to find for folks, so uh, my Patreon is patreon.com slash delicious orange. Alright, All right. Nice. go check them out guys, uh, try and send them some support, send a couple bucks his way on the, on the Pokini thing, and who knows, maybe he'll have uh, some cool swimsuits. Yeah, if that's something you're interested in, I would love to have you involved. Like, we've got a Discord server going that's got folks interacting and talking about what kind of designs they like and just kind of shooting the let's, shit and enjoying, you know, fans who are similarly interested in Let's sexy uh, Let's talk after AWA and I'll see what I can do. Hopefully the project's still going by then. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. No, I hope so. Just make too. sure it's not like a time thing where it's like, no, oh, it ends in August, because then I'm screwed. Okay, cool. No, it, it's ongoing. We're gonna we're gonna keep this going for as long as we awesome. can keep folks. All right, guys. In. Uh, that's gonna be it for the topic section. Uh, uh, for you folks that are frequent listeners, you know that at the end of every segment we do kind of a and a thing where you guys send in questions, and then we pick a couple of the best ones and we kind of give our our take on whatever the questions are. Uh, before I dig into mine, Hizzy, did you have any that you've got backlogged, or uh, did anybody send you in any today? No, I think everyone sent them to you, and then that one that was tweeted by a Rotobot, which we have to answer. But I'm <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll save that one for last. How about that? Ooh, oh boy, I'm, I'm it's, eager uh... to hear what this one is. Especially since I know Hizzy, you you responded to, to my most recent tweet by saying, "No, don't you, you say it! Say don't say it! Don't say it!" And you know that just tempts me to no end to want to say me it right too. now. It tempts me in ways that I'm not happy to admit. <laughs> All right, well, here's a general one. Uh, general question from K Dallas asking, do you feel your work has brought some degree of fulfillment or is there always a greater goal to be accomplished? Um, I'm going to go mm, first with this one. one just because I kind of have something in mind. Um, I don't think the two have to be exclusive. Uh, I think I can have fulfillment and have goals to be accomplished. I, I feel like that's kind of the point of being an artist, at least professionally. Um, things may be different for hobby artists, but uh, do I f feel some degree of fulfillment from doing art? Yes, absolutely. It's it's a skill that I've been developing over the last like 20 years. God, it's been 20 years. Anyway, uh, sorry. That... I sure hell as hell do. You have to give yourself the old man mm. voice now, Flux. I've been developing it for the last twenty years. Anyway, that's not the old man voice. Uh, are you Gee, talking about Flux's this old one? man voice is apparently a radio <laughs> announcer from the twenties. <laughs> yeah, really uh, anyway, so <laughs> and now old man Flux like coming around the bend with a six. A cane comes in from the side. Split. Yanks. He's coming right up to the end, and it's going to be a doozy of a finisher. Coming up, it's Flux and his untouchables are making their way downtown. Go see Mickey and his bandit gang. Stay tuned for partial excitement. Anyway, uh, that was a big that was a big off topic. Uh, yes, I've uh, been working on... So yeah, you, you've been yes, cultivating that. your skill for many uh, So years. I feel like I've definitely gotten better than when I started, because, boy, that would suck if I hadn't. Um, I feel good about that. I feel good that uh, people in general seem to like what I do. Um, I've gotten way farther as far as making this a career now than I ever thought possible. As far as, you know, I have a pay site now that people don't give me crap over, and that's nice. Um, Patreon is working to a certain degree. That's also nice. Uh, but I also get to work with other artists and I get to be part of the actual community itself and do collaborations and get connections as far as like working on other projects, whether it's uh, actual just regular illustrations or game work or visual novel stuff, what have you. Um, and I don't think those connections would be there if I hadn't made this my primary focus. So, fulfillment, that's great. Uh, is there always a greater goal to be accomplished? For me, yeah. Uh, there's always got to be something on the horizon. I'm always working on, working towards something. Um, 
I mean, at the moment right now, I've got one huge project in the background that I cannot divulge because of non-disclosure agreement stuff. But um, it's going to be pretty damn cool when it gets out there. I really can't say more. Sorry for being vague about that. It's going to be cool. Anyway, shut up. Uh, I've always got <laughs> stuff on the back burner for the site because I have to. Because weekly site updates. So can't ever, can't ever stop. Um, and then I've got stuff on the super back burner that kind of taking it day by day, seeing, seeing what happens, uh, working on stuff with Renezuo is for his, uh, his game, um, trying to hash out a plan for my own game, uh, which will also be a visual novel. Uh, and then just, uh, trying to shimmy my way in there with other artists like, uh, well, like the thing that Orange just brought up with maybe working with him later this year for the, the Pokini thing. So, Yeah. Visual novels are games. Shut up. There, I said it. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Visual novels can be games. But they rarely are. Whatever. It's either a visual novel or a comic, and I ain't, ain't nobody got time for a comic. So, Visual novel is a comic. But it moves. And yeah. it's got bad voice acting. Oh, can I be a if voice it, actor? If, yes. Do you even have to ask? Are you kidding me? Sweet. Flux, are you going to voice act all the characters? Oh my god, you should! As the, as the cast of HomestarRunner.com. <laughs> Hello! Yes! <laughs> do I it, am Nalaka. Welcome to my game. Anyway. Uh, me and Orange can do voice acting and we'll oh, do Oh, trust me. Stuff. If I actually get this off the ground, Orange, I'm going to be poking you too for uh, some kind of sexy man voice because that's, <laughs> that's your bread and butter. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish. Woo. You listen, Orange's voice is butter. It's like butter. I tell you what. It's like oh, a it's like a warm cinnamon roll. You're making me hungry. Ooh. I don't know if I'd say hungry. <laughs> Starts with an H, though. Hmm. So, uh... <laughs> one, one of you guys. This uh, <laughs> you're you're, you're little killing little. me here. <laughs> uh... Orange, let's go with you first. Uh, same question. Do you feel your work has brought you some degree of fulfillment, and is there always a greater goal to be accomplished? Every time I start a piece of artwork, I have a goal in mind that I'm trying to accomplish. Like, There's always something that I'm trying to strive for when I start, and once I finish, that is when that sense of satisfaction is. Once, I, once I've satisfied... Mm -hmm you know, the piece, that is when the satisfaction cool. comes in. So I feel like both of those events occur, but they, they happen at different sure. points in the process. And then you obviously have long-term goals as well, as far as, I mean, you just illustrated with... Yeah. There's always, there's always stuff that's like, I can't do this just yet, but I'm trying to break it down into parts, like steps, to try okay. and get closer to it. Hizzy, how about you? <clears throat> You're not gonna like mine. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get any fulfillment out of this? Um, you have to get some. <laughs> well, when it comes to things like, yeah, I'm a way better artist now than I ever would have been had I not done this. Um, but as far as fulfillment from drawing porn anymore, 
I really don't anymore. Just like, it's porn, very though. rare. The idea... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just porn for sure. Unless the idea is mine and I'm extremely passionate about it and I'm into it, like the Fallout thing that you mentioned yeah. earlier, Flux. It's just... It's usually just an assembly it's a line job, to me. Basically. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's just a job, to be honest. Well, that um, is... It didn't. It wasn't always, but a lot of people don't seem to realize that I've been doing this for ten years straight with no vacation and no yeah. breaks. And and that is something to to think about for for aspiring artists out there who are considering making this your career, making this your your full time thing. There is something to be said about yes, you're doing something that you love. It's something that you love right now, but when that becomes your job and it's something that you do day in day out, you have deadlines. You this is how you make a living. Sometimes that leads. It yeah, changes. It, it, it no longer becomes like, oh, this is this is what I do when I want to have fun. This is what I want to do when I want to relax. Like, no, this is what I do to keep a roof over my head. So, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just difficult when you end up making your favorite thing that means the most to you in the world into your yeah. career. Not to say that it's not fucking amazing at first because, oh my god, you're getting paid to do what you love more than anything, but it kind of makes you love it a little bit less when you're forced yep. to do it. It's, it's as with most things, it's a an interesting balance. And you, ha you have to find yeah. ways. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's important to find a balance between the professional art that you do for other people, especially commission work and whatnot, with the personal work that you're doing to try and you know pr improve yourself and yes. to follow your own that's passions. where i that's probably a personal problem for me because i don't have a good ability to balance both because when i'm when i'm you know nowadays when i get any energy to draw i usually have to focus it on what i have to do i can't waste that on doing something that I can't use as a side update or that I can't put in towards someone's commission who's been waiting. Like it's it's so rare that I get the energy anymore that I, I have to do it. For See, work, I get I get mostly. what I refer to as art guilt. Where when I'm totally. working on something that's just for me and it's not for the pay site, it's not a commission and it's not for Patreon, it's just for funsies, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be working on this. I should be doing something that pays my bills. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> That happens too. I've, the, the way I've dealt with that is I've set up myself a schedule where I'm like, this is the time where I am going to be working on commissions and stuff that I owe other people and professional work and Patreon stuff. And these are the times where I am going to be doing stuff for me and to help yeah. me overall improve. That worked for game. me for a while, but it doesn't work for what, me anymore. What changed? Well. Oh, I'm. You know what? I'm sure it'll be fine. It had to do with earlier this year when I had like a mental collapse, and everything changed. Not just that, so I wouldn't worry too much, Orange. Yeah, it's it's per person, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was working all right for me for a while. All right. Um, as far as other goals, my biggest goal is is to continue doing what I'm doing and working on my other the other side of. Koopa, which doesn't involve me really drawing, and make that my full-time gig so that drawing, so the magic will come back. And I think drawing. it will. I honestly do. Like, once you can make the administrative yeah. part of Koopa your your day job, so to speak, then yeah. everything you draw at that point will just be something you want to do. Hell yes. I am super excited I am excited that. to see... Yeah, I think take the importance yes. of taking a yes. break. 
once in a while is important is very necessary honestly and and in the heart. i know a lot of folks that are listening to this will agree with me uh hizzy i look forward to the day that you can do a bunch more of your um how can i put it i want to call it like street art style but i don't know if that's the right terminology but it's the stuff that you do in your sketchbook that it's oh, yeah. so fucking like it's almost like a uh, graffiti style and yeah. i can I yeah and that. i can tell it looks really fucking cool uh guys that are listening go tell her how cool it is uh and if you haven't seen it <laughs> i believe there's some of it up on your twitter buried somewhere uh yeah it's yeah. all buried well go check it out if you have patience to go sift through twitter go check her her twitter out <laughs> but um all right next question uh we'll probably do one more after this and that that should be fine we're coming up on an hour here uh this one's coming yeah. from cubist this is actually kind of an older question that i never got around to so uh if you could work for any studio in their art department what would it be blizzard vanilla, what does vanilla wear? Do? i don't remember Vanilla oh. they, they did Dragon's Crown and Obero Muramasa and uh, Odin Sphere, uh, all those sorts of games. I, I I I do not feel like I am worthy to work in that environment. I feel like I'm totally not capable of keeping up with them. Uh, yeah. But I would love to just be a fly on that wall <laughs> yeah. and just That's, like absorb yeah. you know what? all the techniques. I take mine. I take mine back. I have to say Bethesda specifically for the Fallout universe because I mean, let's oh, be honest. Oh yeah. I was actually kind of confused. It's my you favorite thing. Say. <laughs> <laughs> you would do terrible things I know. to that universe. No, I would love that. I love drawing dirty, broken, like post-apocalyptic shit. That is my favorite thing ever. Post-apocalyptic theme is my favorite theme. I think of all time. Yeah. It's a good one. And no ulterior motives, <laughs> none, I'm sure. None. <laughs> I have the same sort of answer as Orange. I don't I don't feel worthy of this ever, but I would... L oh, God, I don't either. I don't think any I of us do. I would love to work in the same studio uh, that did Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh! <gasps> it's yeah. so beautiful. Oh, your art would look so... Yeah, you do really pretty stuff nah. like that, too. Like, I think you'd be I good I don't think I'm as that. pretty as their stuff, but I would love to learn, you know? Well, I think you could be, though, if you if you really yeah. tried that. That's what I'd I mean probably have to become that. a furry artist, but hey, why not? Fuck it. Well, maybe. maybe. I mean, Moon Studios, is that the they're, studio they're doing that did some that? new stuff. So, uh, cool. Yeah, Ori in the Blind Forest was produced by Moon yeah. Studios. And they're doing a new one. Or Microsoft. something like... Uh, you know what I think your art would look good at, They, they, they are working on a new game. They, they've talked about it yep. um, mm -hmm. at E3 this year. Um, and I forget what it is. It is Ori. It's the second Ori in the Blind Forest on, game. But... Yeah, it's an actual sequel, yeah. Oh, is it the second chapter yep. to it? Okay. That, yep. that uh, Hizzy, what did you I say? I'm confused. Sorry. I was just going to say that I think you'd your stuff would look really good in a game like Bastion or something. Yes! Like that. Oh my god, thank you! Oh, oh they're super so good. giant games. Hizzy, have you played I'm Transistor hyped. yet? You know Pyre comes What's, out later this month, what is that? right? Comes out at the end of this month. Pyre. I don't know anything mm. about Pyre. It is basically <laughs> What? <laughs> yes. It, it is, imagine Transistor and Bastion... Uh, only instead of being a RPG kind of you know action RPG kind of thing, now it is multiplayer NBA Jam, where you are a bunch of wizards 
who are attempting to uh, to purge the sins that have gotten you excommunicated from your orders um, by engaging in these ritual ceremonies where you must take yourself and bring the this magical spell in to your opponent's pyre and douse yourself That's in the hilarious. flame. Nice. So your your entire job is to to grab the magical basketball and run it into your opponent's basket to do a slam dunk of your body. So in short, in Hell short, yeah. come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. <laughs> and welcome to the jam. Um, Hizzy, have you played Transistor yet? Mm, um, did you yeah, give I that sent to it to me? you during the Steam sale? Okay, then no. Do it. Not yet. It's oh yeah, Hizzy. If you if you haven't played Transistor, you're gonna okay. love it. It is all your core jam. It's it's a it's a visually stunning game. That's what. Yeah, and it's not super long either. Like really, you can do new game, and it'll you can complete the game in probably about three to five hours. Sweet. Um, and if you want to do like new game plus and get all the side stuff, it'll probably take you two, maybe three playthroughs, and so it'll be about ten to fifteen hours to get everything Definitely in the game. Remind me to play that yep. then, Flux, because I'll forget. It's, it's a good one. I have not finished it. Um, I need to go back and just start over because it's been so long since I played it. I completely forgot how, but I. I yeah, it's yeah. worth just honestly my favorite part the of the game through. is a feature they didn't even have to do but it's the fact that you can hold down a button during any point while you're walking around and your character she she's a singer that's her her background she will start singing to whatever the soundtrack is doing at that moment in time and it's such cool. a small detail but it's so oh, cool and- it's even better, Flux. Have you tried doing that? There's certain areas in the game where if you do that, the shut up. Really? Like she'll start, she'll start singing, and other things in the environment will start. Oh, I gotta go song. back and play it now. That sounds awesome. Most notably, um, if you do it right when it first teaches you, like when the tutorial prompt comes up that says "Hold left button to start sing along." Uh, if you do it right there, that's in the mm-hmm. uh, the auditorium. And if you do that, all these like phantom like uh, th- people will show up in the seats and start like. Oh, you know, doing that's so cool! And stuff like that. <laughs> that's so cool. Like they'll start reacting. It's like, ooh, there's all. Th- this is purely visual fluff, but it's so enthralling. Uh, just you said super massive, right? Super giant. Sorry, I get this. Super giant is the name um, of the company. They put out a. Uh, a bust statue of the main character from Transistor. Yep. They also have a life-size version of oh, the, cool. uh, the Transistor that's itself. That's expensive. Uh, which I only saw at PAX once. It was a big, like, display thing. But it was all done in, like, clear acrylic so that it lit up okay. correctly and all that that's jazz. That's awesome. So this giant glowing USB All sword. right. We're going to move to the final question, then we're going to wrap this up. It's the question that Hizzy's been dreading. Uh, this is coming in from Eradabot. Now, Hizzy, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to go crazy with <laughs> it. Oh, you guys okay. go first. Right. You guys go first. You, you have to answer. <laughs> we have to answer. Okay, but you do it first, right, at we, least we, we, you we, do we, it first. So, oh, get, buckle up. I don't even know what the question So, is, this is coming just... from Eradabot. Hey, buddy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're getting to him next, next uh, recording session, but, um... Eradabot asks, what is the weirdest slash most bizarre thing you have ever fapped to? 
I know I will go first <sighs> because I know without a shadow of a doubt what it is for me. Oh, yeah, I, I know what you think about but, this question, um, so. so right. I don't know how to describe this except for the phrase possession porn. Possession, possession porn. porn. And I don't mean Ooh. anime. This is... Yes, can you, can this you, like, is a live action thing I that. stumbled across while I was looking for other things. And it was literally... It was Japanese, of course. Uh, it was literally a bunch of women in a room who were shrieking and their eyes were rolled back in their heads and they were shrieking and barking and like oh. they were possessed by the fucking devil. It was like right. an exorcism, but with sex. And I was like... A sexorcism? It was... <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> ah! I would fist... Every I would, time. I would I fist bump resist. you right now if I could. Um, yeah, it was that. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about this, but... My dick knows how to feel about it, so uh, I, guess, <laughs> I guess I'm boner. just gonna go for this. And I, it's like that reaction image where you, the guy just looks down at his crotch and he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To which the boner responds. It is the Shut weirdest up. fucking thing, and I mean, I've seen pterodactyl porn, and that was weird enough, but this trumps that. <laughs> the question is, I did not. It was way too funny. Porn. Okay, see that that's that's yeah. going too far. So that, yeah. that's too weird. But uh, yeah, I've never seen it since. And I tried to show somebody. I was like, no, look up possession porn. Like, they couldn't find it. I couldn't find it again. So I was like, did I dream that? But uh, yeah, possession porn. Go check it out, kids. Orange, what you got? Hmm. Let's see. See, when you first mentioned that question, I had a totally different impression of what it meant. Because when I was thinking about like what like my tastes are, and part of that is I feel like my tastes are totally normal and would not be weird at all. But that's probably just from my mm -hmm. own perspective, you know, and the fact that I'm probably a horrible degenerate <laughs> who has no, completely normalized mm -hmm. their own existence. Um, so it's it's tough to get a feel for what would be like the strangest. Thing. Um, the, 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 the thing that I think was the most surprising thing I'd never expected um, uh, was uh, th there was there was one uh, particular session that stands out when I discovered that uh, that ear licking okay. was really really <laughs> fantastic and uh, I did not expect this I, I you know in, in all of my years of, of making out with girlfriends I'd never thought about that at all what? Um, and then suddenly, one time, uh, she just tried it out, and I was just like, "Wow, wow, that, wow, that, that did it!" And boom goes the dynamite. I did not, I did not need to do anything else. That just was fantastic. I've, ne I've never thought Jeez. about that either. Now that you mention it, I, I never thought about that, and I was just okay. I new fetish. There we go. There's got to be a subreddit for this. I think it. I that's think gotta, that's the weirdest and most surprising thing. It surprised me at the time. Yeah, but I think that's something better experienced in the flesh rather than watching it happen like in Undoubtedly. a Undoubtedly. Yeah, but but then again, having experienced it, I think if I saw it in like a, a, oh, a, yeah. a show, I, see what I you're think saying. I would, it would bring back... Because you're familiar with the sensation. To, to, yeah. to fap to that. Um, 
I'm trying to think of any of the weird like uh, now that you, you were talking about that the uh, the exorcist thing I'm trying to think of what the weirdest like porn thing I've ever uh, doesn't have to be porn is. you don't even have to have fap to it I, I don't think I mean hmm. something that you maybe found arousing that you didn't think you would we could go that far with it hmm. I think um, I think there was one thing that was uh, the, the one thing that, that comes to mind that I think is probably one of the weirder things I've ever seen is uh, there was one that was about all about um, this uh, this this detachable penis. Okay. <laughs> that was the, the the plot line was apparently some sort of weird magical spell caused this this kid to uh, to have his his dick fall off, but of course the dick still worked. <laughs> okay. Like it still, it still worked. Could he feel what was right. happening so to it? He he could feel what was going on with it and stuff, and so and it gets into the possession of some uh, some some horny young women who uh, decide to make use of it, and uh, that was that was the, the, got to be one of the weirdest, craziest <laughs> like stories. It was incredibly well done, and I, I it it was full of comedy and fabulous. This is anime, I place. assume. I gotta see if I can try and remember it. It, okay. it was a doujinshi, yeah. um, in terms of like, but in terms of the the weirdness of the plot line and just the premise of it, it was like, oh, kid loses his dick and sexy time. <laughs> That's thinking with portals. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. All right, Hizzy. Nice. You're up. Mine's not even porn. That's okay. Ooh. That makes it dirtier. All right. It's not. It's not always, and it depends on the. Honestly, I don't think it's any secret, but I don't know if I've really ever advertised it. But I have a really big thing for like hands. Yeah, yeah, you've told and... me that before. Yeah, I can. I can see that. So, 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 so what? What set of hands? Like really yeah, like like spidery <laughs> yaoi hands. I like all kind of hands, but yeah, spidery, manly, very vascular hands. I love them nice and veiny, uh, dirty <laughs> hands, clean hands. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if they're beautiful hands to me, I'm feeling That's it. cool. And so... he just wants those hands. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. And you know, some people like feet. I was I like going to say, if people can have um, foot fetishes, why not hand fetishes? Yeah, anyways. Um, That's a good point. I found this YouTube video some year or two ago. I don't remember now, but... It was of this guy contact juggling. What? What is that? Yeah, I have like, it. Like the David Bowie, like Christmas. Oh, yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. So this video was like really well made and the music was just perfect. And the guy's hands were really just skinny and bony. And I was like, I actually fapped to it. Damn. I fapped. I'm not going I think that's the weirdest thing I've ever fapped to. But it, I don't know. Is it that weird? I guess it's weird to fap to it's it. It's not conventional, but I get it. <laughs> it, it. It's definitely fetish territory, like like legit, um, like psychological fetish territory. Yeah. In that you you were sexualizing something that is innately not sexual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I can certainly see where where that could, it, with the right scenario, that could totally trip yep. your triggers. It gets me every time. That's pretty cool, actually. Really nice hands doing hand stuff. That is always. not at all. It doesn't have to be sexual hand stuff either. Usually when it's sexual hand stuff, I'm not as into it. It has to be like things that normally wouldn't be sexual. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, this is... Yeah, it, it's got to it's got to be focused more on the hands and and not some other activity that they're doing. Yeah, like watching like someone. It's got to be all about those hands. Yeah, watching someone's hands doing a task or playing an instrument or something. You know. 
And I'm not going to be all creepy about it, but it is it is nice to look okay. at. I get it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Cool. Yeah, that's probably my weirdest. So we that is not at bot. all what I thought you were going to say. Share with us what your weirdest fat is. <laughs> yeah, I don't Twitter. know if we want to know that one, dude. <laughs> Aradabot's like, oh, I got this locked and loaded. Here we go. <laughs> oh, God, you might tell us next time we record. Oh, no. We're going to make yeah? him. That's going to be his, his punishment for <laughs> making us answer that. He's going he's to answer it. I like it. Get ready, Aradabot. We're coming for you. And he's going to come for us. <laughs> oh, this guy. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that's a, that about does it. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Delicious Orange, for joining Hazy and I. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And as always, uh, guys, check out the rest of our episodes, if you haven't, of Pillow Fort Pub. It's up on my site. It's up on Hizzy's site. Uh, they're not up on Ren's site, are they? I don't think that okay. they are. We need to get these up somewhere else, though, for people like YouTube or something. Uh, sure. We'll we'll talk about it. I don't yeah. I don't know how that works with the podcast, but too. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm not sure either. All Anyways, right. yeah, my site Flux's site, and uh, we post links to them on Twitter and stuff too. So there you go. All right, guys, have a good one. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. See ya.